You're not in this story. Yeah, well, we're making it up as we go. Hello and welcome to Making It Up As We Go, a Destiel fan fiction anthology podcast. We're making it up as we go. I'm your host and reader, Nerdy Nerdenstein. The story is ours now. We can't have it back. Please be warned that the stories featured can and will contain explicit sexual content and is not intended for young audiences. Hello. Today I'll be reading Parking Lot Confessions by Desiree. The rating for this fic is explicit. The pertinent tags for this fic include Canon Divergent, Secret Relationship, Established Relationship, Truth Spell, Bed Sharing, Humor, Fluff, Porn with Feelings, Sam Ships It. Parking Lot Confessions, written by Desiree, read for you by Nerdy Nerdenstein. Hey, Cass, man, you okay? Castiel blinked, an irritating powder itching his eyes and making him cough. He felt Dean's palm on his back, gently rubbing circles as he continued to hack on whatever substance it was that he had just inhaled. You got her, Sammy. Cass heard Dean grate out the question as he continued to fuss over him. Yeah, she's not going anywhere, Cass heard Sam say, vision still a little too blurry for him to make anything out. The ironic thing is that they weren't even on a case. They had just finished one in Virginia, and on the way home had decided as a treat to stay in town for the night and visit King's Dominion, the state's premier amusement park. According to the brochures, anyway. Castiel did not consider himself in any way an expert in mechanical rides designed to have your stomach leap into your throat. From the way that Dean had thrown up after he insisted on riding a stand-up roller coaster... Castiel would guess the hunter had another word than premiere in mind. But Castiel had wanted to try it, eager for the feeling of wind rushing through his hidden wings. And of course, Dean wanted to share in the moment with him. Stolen moments were really all they were able to get over the years. Hey, asshole, let me go! He had it coming! Castiel blinked his eyes clear and was finally able to focus on what was going on. They were in the parking lot of the amusement park. 
Though it had to be close to 10 p.m., it was extremely bright due to all the overhead lighting. The sound of enthusiastic screams from patrons enjoying the rides pierced the air, and Cass could still smell the hot dogs and funnel cakes that Dean had insisted he try, despite knowing he would mostly only taste the molecules anyway. He was on his knees, pants dusty from fairground dirt and Dean surrounding him, jaw clenched tight, concern shining in his moss-green eyes. Castiel found his mouth curling up in a smile at the protective nature of his dearest friend. I am fine, Dean, honestly. I feel no ill effects beyond slight eye irritation. Castiel looked around and noticed someone was missing. Where's the boy? Though he supposed boy was too young of a term. He'd had to have been at least 18. He, Dean, and Sam had almost made it back to the Impala when they heard the fighting in the parking lot. The girl, whom Sam was currently checking for other weapons, had been hurling accusations at the young man, Matthew. He believed she had screamed during the tirade. It didn't appear to be physical. If anything, Matthew had looked shocked, hands up in a placating gesture as the girl had dared him to deny that he was cheating on her with someone called Maisie. I'll make you talk, she had spat out venomously, and Cass wasn't sure if it was her tone or a flash in her eyes that had him jumping in front of the adolescent as the girl suddenly pulled a suede bag from the front pocket of her hoodie and proceeded to whip the sand-like contents out at her erstwhile boyfriend. As though conjured by his thoughts, Matthew, who had apparently been crouching behind a nearby sedan, stood up. Let her go, please. She's not going to hurt anyone, the boy implored. I don't need your help. Why don't you go and find Maisie, you lying cheat? You better not have given me an STD. Her vicious words lost some of their fire when they were said through tears. What was in that powder? Dean's voice was harsh as he regarded the girl and Castiel gripped his arm in reassurance. What's it going to do to him? He said with a nod at Cass. Dean. Castiel ran a soothing hand down the hunter's arm. I am not ill. I would be able to tell. Your distress on my behalf is quite endearing, but quite unnecessary. The girl sniffed. Yeah, chillax. It's nothing deadly. It's just a little truth spell I whipped up. Truth spell? Sam asked releasing the girl now that he was sure she wasn't packing anything more dangerous than a pack of gum and some lip gloss. Yes, it makes you say whatever is on your mind for 24 hours. Makes you answer questions honestly. Dean snorted, giving Castiel an amused smile. Well, you already have no filter, so it shouldn't change much. Amy, I swear to God I never cheated on you. Matthew spoke out as Castiel allowed Dean to pull him to standing. They all watched Matthew approach Amy cautiously. You can even make more of that stuff. Dump the whole thing over my head. I don't care. But baby, I would never do that to you. Matthew turned to Sam, who was still standing on guard, and pleaded with him. She didn't mean any harm to your friend. She's not evil or anything. She never does any dark magic. Castiel couldn't hold back the grin as Dean rolled his eyes. Sam, let's go. That's enough teen drama for one night. He said as Amy flung herself quite dramatically into Matthew's arms and cried. I think it's kind of romantic, 
Castiel said, startling himself. Dean's own eyes widened in surprise at the admission, and Sam laughed. And so it begins, Dean said before turning his attention to the couple, now currently kissing quite vigorously. Yo, Sabrina, maybe keep the teenage witch crap at home and not a public parking lot for next time. I don't think she understands that reference, Castiel said out of the corner of his mouth. Dean huffed out a laugh. Yeah, yeah, let's get out of here. Castiel allowed Dean to lead him back to the Impala, hand on the small of his back. It made him wish they were already at the hotel. He was pretty sure that he'd heard Sam book two rooms, and no one ever seemed to expect Castiel to room with anyone other than Dean. It was one of the only perks of faraway cases, behind closed doors, away from prying eyes and ears, where he could freely touch and be touched by Dean whenever he wanted. The ride back to the hotel was distracting. Dean could feel the heat of Cass's gaze on the back of his neck with every mile they ate up on the way to the hotel. Not that Castiel staring at him was anything out of the ordinary, but Dean didn't think Castiel's eyes had strayed from him since they had left the parking lot. Dean's eyes fitted to the rearview mirror as he caught Castiel moving closer. His knees were budged up in the back of Dean's seat, and he could feel the angel's breath on the back of his neck. Dean nearly swerved when he felt Cass nose along the back of his neck. You smell good, Castiel said, voice like sandpaper. Like leather and sandalwood and... Cass leaned forward and inhaled again, causing the goose flesh to break out across Dean's skin. Cinnamon. Dean allowed himself a sideways glance at Sam, who had to be biting his cheek to keep from laughing. Dean cleared his throat. Uh, thanks, Cass. You, uh, you smell good, too. He shook his head at the ridiculousness of the conversation. Thank you, Dean. I remember how last night when you were kissing my neck, you said you loved how I always smelled like sunshine and earth, and how much it pleased me to hear so. It's only fair that you know I enjoy your scent as well. Castiel's eyes were wide as though shocked by his own words. Dean was proud of himself for keeping his eyes on the road and his hands steady on the wheel as he felt Sam's eyes on him. He supposed a truth spell was one way to out their more intimate relationship to his brother. Dean hadn't thought of Castiel just spontaneously volunteering information. He'd thought by truth spell it would be more of a question-and-answer sort of thing. Is this something that happens often, Dean? Sam's voice was laced with amusement, and Dean groaned inwardly. Quite often, Sam, your brother is a very, uh, he's a very thorough lover, Castiel said, answering for him, words stilted, and Dean felt his cheeks flame. A lot of extremely pleasurable foreplay before... Cass seemed to be trying to hold back his words, 
Dean could see him struggling through the mirror, a horrified look gracing his handsome features. Before actual penetration. The words were gritted out, and Cass covered his face with his hands in embarrassment, throwing himself back against the seat. Thanks, Cass. I'm sure Sam doesn't need the details. The fact that his voice was steady, Dean considered a miracle. So when were you guys going to tell me about this development? Sam asked in mock offense. They weren't really hiding it, Dean said gruffly. We just weren't advertising it. Dean's ingrained feelings on what a man is supposed to be, no doubt drilled in by his father, makes it hard for him to show affection to me in this form, came Castiel's reply, and Dean was saddened to think Cass actually believed that. Hey, that's not true. I have no complaints whatsoever with your form, Dean said heatedly, and Sam snorted out a laugh. Sam, did you get two rooms? Castiel asked from the back seat as Dean pulled into the Holiday Inn, a step up from their usual cheap digs on the road. I was hoping that. Cass clasped his hands over his own mouth and was shaking his head as if to stop the verbal flow. But the words came out anyway, albeit muffled. Your brother and I could have sex. Jesus Christ, Cass. Dean yelped and Sam lost it. Dean yelped and Sam lost it falling hard enough that tears of mirth began to trail down his cheeks. Dean glowered at him as he got a hold of himself. Meanwhile, the feathered love of his life pretending the passing scenery was enthralling, gazing out of the window nonchalantly, as though he hadn't just dropped the news that anal was on the menu for this evening. Under control now, Sam answered, Okay, yes, thankfully I did. A, because there was a special going on, and B, because you two aren't nearly as subtle as you think you are. Dean parked baby and climbed out. He leveled a stare at his brother across the hood of the car. You mean to tell me you knew? This whole time? This turn of events seemed to be all the invitation Castiel needed to slip an arm around Dean's waist and lean into him, a look of relief on his perfect face. Dean... I'm up at 5 a.m. almost every day to go jogging. The amount of times Mom, Jack, and I have seen you sneak out of each other's rooms is ridiculous. Mom knows? Dean's voice was unnaturally high, and he made an effort to deepen it. Mom knows? He repeated. Did she say anything to you? Just that she's happy for you. Jack and Claire have started jokingly calling each other sis and bro whenever they talk. Dean groaned, and Castiel leaned up to press a kiss to his cheek. It will be okay, Dean. Claire and Jack are very liberal young adults. They won't think less of us. Dean couldn't help but smile at the proud confidence in Cass's voice as he talked about the two people in his life that he considered like his children. I know. I just wanted us to be the ones to tell everyone. Well, you were, Sam said as they started walking to the entrance. You just didn't know it. Dean nodded. I suppose. Well, in that case, since it's all out in the open now, good night, Sammy. Cass and I are going to go have penetrative sex now, he said with an obnoxious wink, the angel smiling brightly at his side. Sam sighed heavily. I should have played dumb, he grumbled, and Dean laughed, tugging Castiel into the lobby and pulling him in for a lingering kiss. 
When they got to the room, Cass was quiet, and Dean cocked a brow in question. You okay there, Cass? Castiel slipped his trench coat off and hung it over one of the chairs by the little table on the far side of the room. I'm fine. I'm just hoping that you're really okay with Sam knowing. I tried not to say anything. I honestly did. There was just nothing I could do. Cass sounded frustrated, and Dean crossed the room to stand in front of him. Dean reached out and cupped Cass's cheek, thumb gently rubbing the perma-stubble that always seemed to be there. Cass, I'm not upset. Hey. Dean urged Castiel to meet his gaze, and worried cobalt eyes fixed on him. There you are, he said gently before leaning in to press a soft kiss to the angel's lips. I'm not mad. Not at you. A little at myself, but not you. Castiel's hand came up to wrap around Dean's wrist, rubbing at the pulse point, head tilted in confusion. Why would you be mad at yourself? Dean sighed and reached out with his free hand to catch Cass's and pulled him towards the bed to sit down, angled towards each other. I'm mad that I gave you the impression that I was, I don't know, ashamed because you're a dude. I don't care about that at all, Cass. Dean chuckled a little ruefully. I've never cared about that. Attraction is attraction. I don't care what your gender is. Cass nodded at him, listening intently. The truth of the matter is, I've just been scared. Of what? Of everything. Of every demon we come up against. Every big bad we have to fight. They already know that Sammy is my Achilles heel. If they knew about you. Dean swallowed hard and Cass sighed softly pulling Dean to him in a warm embrace. He buried his face in the crook of Castiel's neck, inhaling that sunshine and earth scent he adored so much. They would use you. If they knew, they would find a way. Threaten you. Kidnap you. Kill you. Castiel ran a hand through Dean's hair. Dean, they'd have to catch me first. Dean pulled back to see Cass smiling at him with such fond affection that his heart stuttered. I know you think it's your job to take care of everyone, to protect everyone that you love. The fact that I am one of those people humbles me beyond telling. But I can take care of myself. And if you spend your whole life, our whole time together, worried about what could happen, it will drive you mad. I know. I know that. It's just hard, man. When I lost you, God, Cass, I have never been that broken before. Sometimes I dream about it. Your nightmares. I'm at that damn lake house. On my knees and you, you're just gone and I can't breathe. Dean. Strong hands cupped his face. I am so sorry you had to go through that. I wish I could take that pain away. I know how it must have felt. A finger came up to stop the protest about to fall from Dean's lips. When Metatron told me you were dead, it felt like my entire purpose for being died with you. He surged forward, a quick press of lips. But despite all odds, Dean... You survived, and so did I. We are here, together. 
Cass leaned until they were forehead to forehead. So don't worry about the rest. Don't worry about what might happen. Just be with me. The words were pleading and shattered all of Dean's defenses. He wasn't sure who moved first, who ripped whose shirt. All that mattered was that there was hot skin on hot skin, open-mouthed kisses pressed to flesh, and breathy sighs piercing the air. Dean's hand glided down Cass's body, pushing him back into the pillows as he knelt between the angel's bent knees. Fingers laced as Dean held Cass's hands above his head as he leaned down to steal a sultry kiss, tongues rolling against each other. Cass angled his head up to deepen the kiss, humming into it as Dean sucked on his tongue before capturing his bottom lip in his teeth, nipping gently. Dean began to travel down Cass's body, mouth trailing wetly over peaked nipples, pausing to lave and suck before moving on to the dark freckle that always captured his eyes when Cass was shirtless. He could feel Cass huff out a little laugh at the attention and Dean grinned against his skin. Cass's thighs fell further apart as Dean slid lower, thumbing at the hip bone sharp enough to cut glass, making sure to give each equal attention, sucking bruises into the skin that would heal almost as soon as they formed unless Cass prevented it, which he usually did having told Dean that he enjoyed seeing the marks on his skin. Dean bit at the muscled thigh of Cass's right leg, then soothed with his tongue, moving closer and closer to the hard cock, dripping and at attention before him. When he swirled his tongue around the head, he felt a tremor run through Castiel's body as he hummed low in his throat. Without being asked, Cass tossed a pillow down toward Dean, hitting him in the head and making him chuckle. Impatient, are we? He teased, and Cass grunted in response. Dean urged him to lift up so he could slide the pillow under his hips. Castile pulled his knees back, and Dean eagerly parted his cheeks to reveal his dusky pink pucker. He traced the tightly furled entrance with his finger, watching the muscle quiver. It was a delicious sight that had Dean's own cock throbbing in anticipation. He leaned forward and lapped at the rosebud with the flat of his tongue before creating a seal with his lips and sucking gently. Cass's body shuddered at the attention as Dean kissed his hole and massaged the tight globes of his ass. Dean could feast on Cass all day long if permitted, and he wanted a deeper taste. He lifted his face to find Cass's eyes on him, wide and nearly black, face flushed a gorgeous pink. I need some sunshine, sunshine. Dean's voice was a rumble, and he hummed in appreciation as his fingers were suddenly slick with Cass's wing oil. Sunshine and earth permeating the air. Dean traced Cass's rim and slid a finger inside, hot walls clenching around the digit. Dean took his time stretching Cass out. Too long of Cass riding back on his fingers roughly was anything to go by. Dean thumbed Cass open tongue darting into his oil-slicked hole, and the taste of his angel made him groan. Castiel was a writhing mess above him, pushing against the headboard to grind against Dean's face. Noib, Noib, Dean. Yes, yes, Dean. Mad, but money. Oi, oi, me cows. Your mouth is sinful. Dean had no idea what Cass had said, but his body didn't care. 
The guttural sound of Enochian falling from his lover's lips had his cock drooling into the comforter underneath him, and he had to pull one hand away from Castiel to grip himself at the base. Dean worked Cass a little more, three fingers sliding in and out, and he crooked his pointer, searching and finding the sweet spot inside Cass that would have him bowing his back on a curse. Oh, fuck, Castiel hissed and Dean groaned because hearing Cass swear was a kink he could not deny having. I'm ready, Dean. Olani Vignol. I need you. That one he knew. I need you too, Cass. Always. Dean said reverently as he slid up Cass's body, guiding his love's legs around his waist. He wordlessly held his hand out and more oil appeared. Dean slicked himself up before he nudged the head of his cock against Castiel's fluttering rim. He pushed through the ring of muscle with a deep moan that Cass echoed. Soon, the sound of sweat-dampened flesh slapping against flesh filled the room. Dean didn't take it slow, knowing he had worked Castiel up good, that it wouldn't take either of them long to reach bliss. Dean fell forward on his forearms to bracket Cass's head, taking his mouth in a hot kiss knowing that his tongue tasted of the man himself, a filthy thought that had him thrusting harder. Cass's length was hot and heavy between them, and Dean loved the erotic slide of it against his stomach as he pounded into his lover's body. When Cass came, it was on a silent scream panted into Dean's mouth, back arching, the faint sound of glass shattering sounding in the air. His hole clenched around Dean's cock, tripping him over the edge with a sharp gasp as he came hard inside of Castiel's tight channel. He watched as Cass's body quaked under him, Adam's apple bobbing with harsh swallows of air and had to fight from collapsing on top of him, instead holding himself up on shaking arms as he slid a softening cock out of Cass's body and rolling onto his back. I think you broke the bathroom lights again, Dean said when his breath finally steadied. He sat up a little to survey the room. TV too, he said before falling back down. Damn it, Castiel muttered, snapping his fingers. Dean felt the cum that had been cooling on his stomach disappear and knew without looking that the television and bathroom bulbs were fixed. Dean found himself laughing as he stretched his body. What's so funny? Castiel asked, propping himself up on his arm to look at Dean. Nothing just thinking about how stupid it was to think that Sam didn't know what was going on. That glass shattering gets pretty loud. Castiel's mouth tugged up in that trademark lopsided smile that Dean not so secretly adored. Yes, well, he began settling himself against Dean's body, head on his chest. Now that I have unnecessarily confessed our extracurricular activities, I expect to be teased quite often over morning coffee. Dean snorted, that you don't even need. I like the taste. I don't need to sleep either, but I'm still in this bed with you. Should I get up? He sassed and Dean tugged him in tighter. Damn, that spell made you honest and salty. Dean said, voice tired. Claire said that means when you're caustic or scathing in your remarks. Castiel informed him and Dean rolled his eyes. Go to fake sleep, Cass. Dean said, and felt, more than heard, Castiel laugh against him as he drifted off. The end. Thank you so much for listening. 
Aquí está el DJ Héctor Bonifacio Echeverría Cervantes de la Cruz Arroyo Rojas. Esta es la radio que sacó a toda la estación donde el rock vive y no muere. Vamos a escuchar un par de temas de Queens of the Stone Age. Primero vamos a escuchar First It Give It. Qué música impresionante, temible y verdaderamente ahora. Van a ver, a ver, a ver, aquí va, aquí va, aquí va. Thank you so much for your support. I can be contacted on Twitter, Tumblr, or at makingitupasweGoPod at gmail.com. If you are able, please go to the author's AO3 story and give comments and kudos to them for sharing this with us. The link is in the show notes. This will also be posted on AO3 as a podfic under my username, and the link will be in the show notes as well. As always, thank you so much for listening. <laughs>